Well, hello everyone. My name is Corey Yingstrom here with Teacher Tech Trials, where I interview educators from around the world, finding out how they creatively use technology in the classroom. Today I had the opportunity to connect with Natasha Wilkerson. She's an ex-aerospace engineer who now uses her expertise to create engaging STEM content for students. Natasha uh, partnered with one of her friends from the aerospace industry um, named Claire, and they partnered together to start this company called Vipify STEM. Uh, using this organization they founded, they were able to provide lessons and content to engage students in creative science and engineering projects. In our connection today, we're, we were able to talk a little bit about one of these projects called the Balloon Car Challenge. And if you're looking for a new and innovative way to, for students to get excited about science and engineering, be sure to check out their web, website called Vivify STEM. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to Teacher Tech Trials, and as always, continue to share, learn, and grow in educational technology. Enjoy! All right, well, Natasha, it's great to have you here connecting, and can we start out with you telling a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Sure. So um, I'm Natasha Wilkerson. I'm the co-founder of Vivify STEM. And so my background is I studied aerospace engineering um, here in Texas at Texas A&M. And I went off and I worked for the Department of Defense for several years, did the engineering route, lots of fun, hands-on technical work. But my passion has always been education. And so while I was working as an engineer, I started volunteering in the classroom. And I was working with teachers, and I was a little disappointed at how they were teaching the math and science. And it wasn't very hands-on. And it wasn't relevant to how you're actually going to be applying it to the real world. And so I started an after-school program. And we created a curriculum around the standards that the teachers are you know, trying to teach, but in a more engaging and hands-on way. And so that's where Vivify started. Uh, so I connected with um, a classmate, another aerospace engineer. Um, so we've started Vivify. We started working with teachers, creating curriculum. Um, and so we have a blog now. We have a site where we um, sell the curriculum and connect with teachers. Uh, so that's where it all started. Um, and now I'm here in San Antonio. And so my full-time job is a STEM director at Communities and Schools. It's a nonprofit. So we run an after-school space club program. So that's kind of like my test bed for a lot of the curriculum is doing rocketry, uh, we're building a weather balloon, we're launching that in a couple weeks up into the stratosphere. So it's been really fun and I'm all about STEM and getting kids excited about science and engineering. Cool, yeah. And you were able to share over email about one of the projects that you've done with the students. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So. The core of the projects is always with STEM. I'm trying to connect some science standard, some math into a hands-on project. Um, so with Space Club, we talk about rovers. So there's lots of different rovers on Mars. So there's like the Curiosity rover. Um, so that's our real world connection. But the kids, you don't want to hear about it. They want to do it. So our engineering project is the balloon car challenge. And so they're challenged with creating a rover that's powered by a balloon. And the connection to science, we've got Newton's third law, right? 
right? Every action, there's an equal and opposite reactions. We have a balloon, we blow it up, we let it go, and we talk about the forces acting, and how can we capture those forces into this car? So they're tasked with, that's their challenge, that's how they start. We give them materials, they need to create a frame for their car, they've got to put wheels, an axle, they attach a balloon to it, and they power this car, and how, who can make it go the farthest? That's the ultimate challenge. I love it. I love it. So if there was a teacher interested in doing something like this in their classroom, could you give a few steps on what they would need to do to complete a project like this? Yeah, definitely. So I hopefully you'll be posting um, the curriculum that kind of guides them through it. Um, but how it would look in the classroom is first you've got to set the base. So we start with a real world connection where our rovers used um, in the real world. So like I mentioned with Mars, so they have kind of a starting point. Um, we also have some career connections so they can connect it to mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering, um, and then you get them into teams. So now they are teams of engineers and you identify the problem. That's the first step of the engineering design process is what's your problem? So here are your materials, build a rover that's going to be powered by the balloon. And from there, the teachers can decide if they have a lot of kids, it's going to look a little differently in each classroom. Um, so there's three different ways you can approach it. One is you give each team a bag of supplies. So here is everything you would need. It gives them the wheels, the base, the frame, the balloon, everything in a, in a set. Or they can do a station. So if they trust their kids more, you know, have it all set on a station, let them get the supplies they need. Um, and the third option would be a budget. So you say everything is priced out and you can say, all right, if you want to make a wheel out of a CD, that's going to cost you two bucks, right? <laughs> and so you can add the math component also and you can even make it into millions of dollars. So they have to spend $2 million, which is probably more realistic <laughs> yeah, right. uh, for over on Mars. Uh, so that's how that logistics piece would work, um, but it's really following the engineering design process. So identifying the problem, and then they brainstorm. So they say, okay, here are the supplies we have. How can we use each piece to build some piece of the rover? Um, you talk them through. The most challenging part for this will be the wheels and the axle. Mm. And so this is where science teachers can incorporate friction. So how different wheels will have different friction. Um, so they need to be really smooth. Bigger wheels, are they better than smaller wheels? So there's a lot of testing that's going to take place. Um, so we've got the brainstorm, and then we go to design. So they draw what they want it to look like. And the fun part is the building. So they get all their materials, they start building, uh, they test it. So I would have um, a long hallway with a tape measure and you would mm -hmm. test maybe a couple at a time and say, okay, go see how far it went, write it down on your testing sheet. What can we do to make this better? So go back, re you know, improve the design mm -hmm. and then retest. Mm -hmm. And a lot of teachers miss that step. They think, okay, we tested it, we're done. But the most important part is learning from your failure, right? Yeah. So your balloon rocket didn't work. It went flying the wrong direction. What can we do to improve it? And that's really critical uh, for the design process. And so they test it. And then the last piece would be reflection. So thinking about, okay, what went wrong? What didn't um, go well? What went well? How did the other teams do? So learning from other people's um, success and failure. And then teamwork. You know, did you communicate well? Did you work well together? Because engineering is all about being in a team. So in a classroom, um, I would recommend two sessions. Usually classes about 45 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, this is a good one to spread over at least two class periods, with the first class being the initial brainstorming and design on paper, and then the second class would be the build, testing, and reflection. So that's one way you know a teacher could approach it. And 
all the materials are meant to be cheap, right? I know we don't have a lot of money for the supplies. And so I would even make this a challenge for the kids. Go home and let's start recycling. Let's start saving those, um, you know, bottle caps. We can use those as the wheels. Um, we can, the foam trays that you put meat in, like those foam trays, those can be used as the base uh, for the rover. Cardboard, toilet paper tubes, you know, all of that stuff you can turn into a rover. How fun. How fun. Yeah. And with all these different moving parts, were there any challenges that you encountered putting something like this together? So the first challenge would be how you get the materials to the kids. And that is really dependent on the type of kids you have. So middle school, I can trust them a little bit more um, to go to the stations, get the materials they need and work with a budget. Whereas younger kids, you might want to have a set um, pack of materials and they're going to need a little bit more of an example to go off of, especially for the younger kids. So having a model to show them here is one way you can make this work. But the challenge there is they're going to want to copy it. So uh, you don't want to just give away the answer. Um, and it might be just helping those kids that are really struggling. So when I break them into teams, I would recommend um, three is like the ideal number for a team. Um, four, usually have someone who's not doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And then two, they might be struggling if, if there's only two people working together. Uh, so three I found is kind of the magic number. Um, so it's probably how you form your teams and how you get the materials to those teams are the biggest challenges I faced. Great. Yeah. And, and, um, along with that, were there any resources that if, you know, with, with teachers going in and trying something like this, any resources you want to share? Sure. So um, they can definitely visit our website. Um, so that's vivifystem.com to get some more ideas on how to do these type of projects. And that's where we also outline in our blog how you follow the engineering design process um, in the classroom. Um, and hopefully they, they can look at our resource that we provided to you. It's free to download um, and it guides them, their kids through the engineering design process, right? So it kind of takes them through those steps. And there's a lot of hints on how to do this and implement it in the classroom. Um, and honestly, I would actually, before even doing it, build it yourself. <laughs> Make sure it works, that you can do it. And if you just Google a balloon cars, there's a lot of ideas out there. Looking at different pictures, Pinterest has always been a great resource um, to get other ideas from different teachers. And it's really going to depend on the supplies you have. So other resources could be in your local community if there are people willing to donate um, things. So we've gone to Walmart and asked for cardboard or those foam trays. They're always willing to donate grocery stores usually have tons of cardboard in the back, you know, for these type of uh, projects. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that we overlook sometimes how generous people in the community are. I know that I've yeah. been to our local uh, grocery store and asked them for a number of things that they would normally just throw away. And uh, they're real generous to just hand those over or even donations for class projects. It's pretty cool. Yes, definitely. Um, Great. Well, is there any final thoughts that you'd like to leave with the teaching community and uh, before we go? Sure. I would say don't be afraid of STEM. A lot of teachers uh, think it's this big monster, you know, that's mostly 
building these crazy robots that cost thousands of dollars and that's the only way to do STEM. Uh, so I always tell teachers to start small. If you don't have the supplies in together, maybe do a balloon car, just build a tower. Mm. Grab some index cards and tape and see who can build the tallest tower. And then let's add a weight to it. Who can hold something with that tower? And then think about building a bridge. I mean, the materials that you already have in your classroom can be turned into all sorts of STEM challenges. And the idea to remember with STEM, it's multidisciplinary. So it's not just science, it's not just math, it's all brought together. And so whatever kind of teacher you are, there's a way to put STEM into your classroom. And so I would have teachers reach out to the other departments and say, hey, how can we collaborate? What are you teaching in math class? How can we you know, bring that into our science class? Um, and the vehicle is engineering, is having it be hands-on, you know, a challenge that the kids do where they apply what they're learning in a hands-on way, I think really emphasizes what they're trying to teach. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Natasha, thank you for your time. And thank you for such a, a valuable info on a great project and the way that you're using STEM in the classroom. So appreciate your words. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank you.